0: This pastoring and changing my line of, (laughs) you you know, like, I mean, to be for a season, when this passes, then we, (laughs) amen, can you imagine me selling sanitizer, you can't, (laughs) when money is involved, you can only, almost imagine yourself doing anything. You know, I thought, ah, the rate at which this thing is going. Let's not miss this wave. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But God God has seen us through it all. I, I believe that, um, you know, not many days from now, you're going to hear, oh, that the whole crisis has been, uh, you know, I, I hear it all started with some uh, witch doctor in Guinea who said she could... Uh, heal Ebola and you know they brought someone to her uh, the person died the witch doctor died <laughs> <laughs> then her followers who came to bury her also you know touched the body and uh, of course they all died too you know and from there the stories spread 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 and uh, got to Nigeria somehow we need to keep praying for our our systems and our authorities, you know, that um, God will give us a will and a heart um, that puts the human soul before everything else, before money, uh, you know. I hear some billions were released for hand sanitizers or to, to take care of the Ebola crisis, you know. But um, let's we just keep asking God to, 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 to give us a leadership, that sees the dignity in the human life. You know, the, the doctor died this week, Dr. Adadevo, I think. You know, the first lady who treated the young man who came from Liberia. And um, in a sense, she gave her life. Because I hear she actually insisted on the guy staying in the hospital when he insisted on being discharged. I mean, you can imagine if you had been discharged around or here. Amen. So we just, we just always have that in your prayer. God, give our leaders the will. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. Uh, you know, it's one thing to criticize. It's something else to pray. And just say, Lord, bless our leaders today. They may not be everything that you want them to be, uh, but it's funny that you put them there. You don't agree. <laughs> you put them there. The day, you, the day you decided not to vote, you put them there. The day you said, ah, it's too sunny man i can't go out to vote today you you put them there so the least you can do is pray you know that god will use them as much as uh, god can anyway we're, we're 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 talking today the subject faith or your faith and corresponding action your faith and corresponding action pastor godman sends his love um he's been on had to attend a conference then you know chose to add his some holiday to that so he can rest uh he'll be back this week uh but he's 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 watching us and he's been praying over this house hallelujah uh open to james chapter 2 james chapter 2 we'll read from verses 14 to 20 verses 14 to 20 this should be the loudest service so i expect to hear your voices you're the ones who slept when the the first service people were here so you have no excuse Amen. Okay, are we there? James chapter 2, verses 14 to 20. One, two, let's go. What does it profit, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily bread, of food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things that are needed for the body, what does it profit? This does also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead but someone will say you have faith and I have works show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works you believe that there is one God you do well even the dem- demons believe and tremble but do you want to know oh foolish man that faith without works is dead. Let's read verse 19 verses nineteen and twenty again. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Amen. Help me tell your neighbor you do well. You do well. You know the Bible says uh, uh, that if you say you believe and you stop at your belief you are not doing anything other than what the devil has done. Because it says, even the devil believes. Pastor Emmanuel said in the first service, that the devil is a believer. Amen. Because that's what this text is telling us. That the devil is a believer. It says, the devil believes and the devil trembles. Now the difference between you and the devil should be that you act on what you believe that you take corresponding action. So you see, the devil is not going to get to the point one day where he says, okay, Lord Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my sins and you become my Lord and Savior. That's not going to happen, even though he believes. Belief doesn't save you. Amen. As we, as we round up the Oxygen series, we've, I mean, the last two months, all you've heard is nothing but the Word. The word, the word, the fact that you need to get the word into your system, you need to you know, dwell on the word, you need to meditate on it, you need to do this and you need to do that. And, and all of that helps you believe. The Bible indeed says in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now after you have heard and you have faith and you believe, there is the place for taking corresponding action or taking action that is consistent with what you believe. Otherwise, you are just a believer like the devil. And the Bible says you do well. (laughs) So tell your neighbor again, well done. (laughs) Well done. But you really, really, really need to do more than this. The idea behind the word series we've done is to ensure that the word of God has first place in your heart is to ensure that before you resort, or res- uh, re- resort to anything else or anyone else, you have checked out what the counsel of God is concerning that matter. So, the believer, we want the average member of the Elevation Church to be the type who goes to God's Word first before going to anyone else. What does the Word say about this matter? What is God saying about this subject? You should get to the place where it becomes your habit. That you check out what God's word is saying before you do anything else. Let it counsel you. Let it guide you. Let it lead you. The psalmist said, your word, O Lord, is a uh, light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Proverbs 4.18, I think it says, uh, the path of the righteous minds of a shining light shines brighter, shines brighter, shines brighter unto the perfect day. It's important to realize that when you choose to base your life around the word of God, what happens is that you enter into a supernatural dimension uh, when it comes to God's will for your life. Don't forget Romans chapter 12, the second verse. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then will you know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So there is a direct relationship between renewing your mind and God's will for you. Because only the creator knows the purpose of the creation. The creation does not decide its own purpose. The creation does not say, this is what I'm going to do because this is what I feel like doing. The creation needs to ask the creator... So the scripture says, will the, will the clay say to the potter, what have you done? Oh, no, potter, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like this. so No, why? No, no, no. The, the potter knows why he did what he did. He knows why he made what he made. As forty, I think the seventh verse, it says, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will. Oh God, I, I come as God intended. Jeremiah chapter 1, the fifth verse. Uh, before you were born, while you were yet in your mother's womb, I knew you. God says, I knew you. Knew there is the same word, is the same word, Adam knew Eve. God is saying, I knew you intimately before you were born. While you were yet in your mother's womb, I set you apart, even as a prophet unto nations. Tell your neighbor I'm good enough. Say <clears throat> if you're darker than this, you're too dark. <clears throat> Ah, you're not telling your neighbor now. <laughs> I am just perfect for what God wants to do through me. But you see, it takes the man, uh, it takes the creation that is in touch with the creator. So He says when you renew your mind, when you fill your mind with the word of God and start to act on the word of God that you've heard, then you know what is the good What is the acceptable and what is the perfect will of God? So you see, even as it has to do with God's will, we have levels, we have progressions. Yeah, As you grow in God's word, you begin to understand better what is his good will. From there, you know what is his acceptable will. From there, you know what is his perfect will for your life. Why? Because you stayed in the word, not because you treated the word like a, a tool. Psalm 90 is not for opening up and putting under your pillow. Or Psalm 91. You know, you call that pastor and he said, You should read three Psalms Psalm 30, Psalm 51, and Psalm 56. And so you open the three and put it under your pillow. No. Uh, You don't study by, uh, you see, osmosis, they call it. Aha. Aha you know it's not going to come into your it's not going to come into your system through radiation you need to study the word you need to get to the place where you give time to the word. It says, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears unto my saying. Uh, Psalm, or is it Proverbs four twenty? Incline your ears unto my saying. Let these words not depart uh, from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. It says, then, guard your heart with all diligence. Is that verse 24? It says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of that heart come the issues of life. Guard your heart, 20 to 23. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of that heart flows the issues of life. Guard it with all diligence. Pay attention. Give time to my word. You don't decide to study this after you've set your day. I'm going to do everything. If there's time, I'll study the word. Or in the morning, God understands there's no time. So I'll give it five minutes. You know everything in the world now is quick service. Quick service, quick service. Someone said, Lord, I pray for the spirit of patience. But I need it now. (laughs) Amen. Quick service. You can't do quick service with God's word. Acts 19 verse 20. So mightily grew the word of God that it prevails it needs to grow it needs to grow you need to give god's word god's word time to grow the only way the devil can stop you when you have decided to base your life on the word of god is to send you so much adversity so much trouble that it shakes your faith and causes you to abandon it if you go through scripture the only way the devil operates is to send trouble your way is to send fear your way is to send things that will tickle your senses and cause you to abandon what God's word is saying. The Bible says he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Because he knows there will be a few Christians out there who will be scared when he goes, ah! I say, ah, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. I say, yeah, I got him. Seeking whom he may devour. But he knows the person who stands his ground. Have you had dogs before? Any, anybody here you had dogs. Dogs are beautiful things, beautiful creatures. Amen. I've always thought know dogs were a man's best friend. I had, I had six German shepherds, Osatian uh, dogs. six. Uh, my cousin had seven. My mom's friend had 14. So, so I lived around dogs a lot. Uh, uh, my uncle was a vet. So we would actually go out and treat dogs and do all of that stuff. I'm used to dogs. Listen, dogs know when you're serious. Amen. If you tell, your, if you tell a dog, go. say dog, my, my favorite dog was called Tootsie. She was a, a cross with a fox. Um, so she was fawn. That color is called fawn. And I say, Tootsie, go. She still plays around, you see. That's what happens when you tell the devil, go, and you don't really mean it. It still plays around. I'm warning you, go, go. If you don't go, I'll plead the blood. (laughs) If you don't go, I'll I'll, I'll cast you out. You know, I heard the joke about the guy who was casting out the devil, and he was saying, uh, 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 in in Jesus' name, came out, came out. And so the demon corrected him. <laughs> he says, sorry, you mean I should come out? <laughs> Amen. Tell your neighbor, get serious. Get serious. Say, mean it. Mean it. <laughs> mean it. The devil knows when you are serious with and about the word of God. He knows. Then situations don't face you, they don't cause you to abandon your faith, they don't cause you to say things that are not consistent with what you're believing. Every man has a measure of faith. Every man does that. I believe that every man is born into this world with a measure of faith. Because the Bible tells us, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish and have everlasting life. That tells you that whosoever has the capacity to believe in him and have everlasting life. Whosoever, every person has a measure. It's called saving faith. Now, when you go beyond saving faith, which is what I was saying on, uh, uh, on Wednesday from James chapter 1 that we were reading verses 19 and 20, where Paul uh, said to, you know, leave all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God that is able to save your soul. Paul was talking to believers. He wasn't talking to unbelievers when he said save your soul. Because you read that, receive the engrafted word of God that is able to save your soul, and then you think, oh, oh, he was telling them to give their lives to Jesus. No, 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 no. Giving your life to Jesus is only the first step in salvation. In fact, if you read that scripture, the message translation, it says you should allow God the gardener to landscape your life and make a salvation garden. Because salvation is many things. Salvation is prosperity. It is preservation. It is protection. It is deliverance. When we hear salvation, we think, oh, okay, I need to get on my knees and give my life to Jesus. No, that's just, you've just entered through the door. A man is really saved when the word of God is working in his life. A man is really saved when he trusts God's word to the point that he stands on it and brings it into his experience. That's proper salvation. Proper salvation. Salvation. You say, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And you trust God for protection. That's a saved man. It's not the one who carries the Bible, speaks in tongues, and does nothing about it. Church going, tongue speaking, demon casting out. Nah, it's more than that. It's more than that. It is much more than that. You need to be a doer of the word. You need to bring God's word into your experience. Paul said, you are my epistles. You are not written upon stone. You are written upon tablets of the heart. You are seen and you are read by all men. In other words, you are my living testimonies. You are proof that God's word works. That's a saved man. That's a saved man. I said in second service, if you train a parrot well, it can quote scripture. A parrot. parrot. So it's not about quoting the Bible. You get a good parrot, well-trained one, train it and start to give it scripture. It will quote the scripture back to you. Now that parrot cannot stand on God's word and receive anything by faith. In the old Greek days, they used to, uh, when they were acting films in the Coliseum, acting dramas, yeah, one person used to act a drama. But the person would hold different masks. Have you seen this mask before where there's a stick? attached to it the person would hold different masks yeah and he would come onto the stage and act as different people so now he's the thief and he acts as the thief and then he comes back and he's the savior and then he asks as the savior and then he comes back and he's the you know this god and then he asks as this god you know all those different masks they were called characters now the actor you know what he was called hypocrite you know that word hypocrite say hypocrite don't don't look at your neighbor say hypocrite <laughs> hypocrite why because when what you are saying is not consistent with what you are doing or what you are thinking you're being a hypocrite you're acting different characters So you're saying this and everybody knows you. And then you go out and in the office, they don't believe this is the same guy that says he goes to church. In fact, some don't even know you go to church. (laughs) Amen. The church is for church, you know. Pastor, let's not bring church into, no, 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 bring it in. Because it's your life. It's what you've based your life on. Let the world know you by that. So learn to get God's word into your system. Faith comes by hearing. Have you bought a CD in church? Do you have godly relationships? Godly relationships. The, the, the psalm that we quote here, psalm chapter 1, says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. That speaks about relationships. It says, says, delights in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate day and night. It speaks about relationships. Do you have people around you who kill your faith? Call them fire extinguishers or faticides. You know, I said if if, pests kill, if pesticides kill pests, faticides kill faith. It just makes sense. Mm, you have faithicides around you. You've been trusting God for something a whole week. You've been praying and you've been fasting about it. Now your faith is high. Then you call that your friend. You want to share something. Some people are good at killing everything God put inside you. And just destroying your fire. You need to get those people out of your life. Those are Jonahs on your boat. You will sink together. So you need to say bro. Let's just. But there are some things we don't talk about. There are, listen there are some people I don't share my dreams with. Not because I hate them. They are just not on the same level of faith with me. And so they cannot believe God with me. At my level. You understand that. This has nothing to do with whether I like you or not. Sorry. But if I'm going to share with you and you go, ah, you. And straight away, you are thinking, ah, it's true, me. You see, they started to kill your face. I said ah, no, no, no. Ah, that thing doesn't work. I have, a... it's funny, they always have one uncle or one auntie who has done it before. Ah, no, no, my uncle. Don't you know uncle? Ah, no, ah, that's what broke. That's what destroyed him now. Nah? Once you hear the word destroy, say, ah, no, I shall not be destroyed in Jesus' name. Maybe it's better I don't do this business so, so, that, so that I'm not destroyed. They are quoting King James. Thou shall not be destroyed, O oh, you will not be destroyed. <laughs> Amen. They've killed it. And then you go out. You feel wet. Like someone just poured a bucket of water on you. And then you go back home to trust God for something else. I share about a friend of mine who, uh, he needed a job. He got into the UK and needed a job. And you know what he would do? He would wake up in the morning. He would dress up like his, when his, the same way his wife would dress up when she's going to work. He would dress up. He would wear his suit. He would grab his briefcase. And he would walk out to the bus stop and wait till she took a bus. And when she takes a bus, he would sit down at the bus stop for a little while. And he would pray and confess about his job. And then he would go back home and sit in front of his desktop in his suit. And he would go online, look for jobs, do CVs, in that suit. Till five o'clock when everybody closes. And then he would go into the room and change. Now he flies around the world. Fantastic job. He represents Europe, Middle East, and Africa. What he was doing sounded stupid. But he was consistent with his faith. Somebody's trusting God for a job, you wake up at 12 noon. People who work don't wake up at 12 noon. I'm sorry. I know in your perfect world, you want a sort of job where you can wake up at 12 noon and go back to bed at 3 p.m. Not where I live. Not where I live. See, people who work from home, they work from home. Work. Don't forget that word. Uh-huh. Work. Work. Oh, Lord, I just I just want a perfect job, you know? I can just fly anywhere I want and dream. It's good. For <laughs> if you call it work, if you call it work, they say it's only in the dictionary that success comes before work. Am I correct? Abi, I know my alphabet now. S-T-U-V-W. Eh? Why are you looking at me like... <laughs> Amen. You need to find corresponding action that is consistent with what you're trusting God for. Write down the statement. Faith can be seen. Faith can be seen. Faith can be seen. Tell your neighbor, I can see faith. Faith can be seen. In Mark chapter 2, the first five verses, we have the story of the man uh, who heard that Jesus was in a house. And so they took their friend. The Bible says they took their friend and then they got to the house and there was a crowd at the door. And because there was a crowd at the door, what did they do? They broke the roof of the house and they lowered their friend into the house. If you look in verse 5 there, Mark chapter 2 verse 5. If you look in verse 5 there, the Bible says that Jesus saw their faith. So you can see faith you can see faith the scripture there that we read earlier in James 2 it says you say that here is my faith outside of my works it says i will show you my work i will show you my faith through my works do you have friends who will lower you through the roof to reach jesus will you go that far because those men could have stayed at the door and they could have cried and wondered why the world is so wicked to to, 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 to disable people. Oh, it's just a wicked world. Look at this crowd. Now we can't get in to see Jesus. Okay, let's try and beg one of the protocol officers in case we can book an appointment for next week. You just don't want it hard enough. Because trust me, next week there's going to be a crowd there. There's going to be a crowd there. Listen, people don't care about you as much as you think they do. You understand that. Oh, this, oh, no, I can't come to church. I don't don't have anything nice to wear. You know, I just have that suit and that tie. I didn't get up this morning to see what you're wearing. I'm sorry. I know you're not happy with that. But I came with my own set of stuff I need God to deal with. And I'm so busy trying to sort myself out, I cannot be bothered what you're wearing. Oh, they're going to be looking at me somehow. No, it's your mind telling you they're looking at you. They don't even realize you came to church. <laughs> uh, I came last. Oh, you were here last year. Ah, but I saw you. I was saying hi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did you come to church? Oh, pastor, you know, uh, there's, there's, one, there's one program, you know, for... for... <sighs> tell your neighbor, grow up. You can tell your neighbor. Say, grow up, grow up. The pastor said so, not me. So you are covered. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because faith can be seen. Faith can be seen. What steps are you going to take this week to reinforce what God has told you? We have the example in Mark chapter 5, the 25th verse, the woman with the issue of blood, who continually said to herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She continually said, now you need to realize this woman's state. This woman was a leprous woman. In those times, a leprous person should not mix or interact with the, 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 the normal person. If you read in Deuteronomy, I, I can't remember exactly where, where it was talking about sacrifices and things that are abominations unto God and what you should wear, what you should not wear. He says, if a leprous person in this, is, is in the uh, city, let that leprous person be taken out of the city. He says, if someone touches the leprous person, that person also becomes leprous and should be taken out of the city. Now, this is a leprous woman who is pressing through a crowd. You know how many people she made leprous on her way to getting healed? I know if I go through with them, they're going to—they're going to—they're going to be angry with me. Uh, they're going to complain. Uh, they're going—no, you know, she could have thought all that, you know. And she could have been watching. And say, Jesus, Jesus. You know when Jesus said, "Somebody touched me," the disciples were surprised. They said, ah, "Jesus, see the crowd. Everybody's pressing on you." That's not what Jesus meant. You only touch him when you take something. He said, someone touched me because I felt virtue come out of me. This whole crowd is thronging around Jesus and nothing has gone out of him. It's not about coming to church. Nothing has come out of him until this woman will press through a crowd and touch him. I ah, said, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. I felt virtue go out of me. Some came for autographs. Because they heard that Jesus is in town. Ah, Jesus, I saw him on BBC last week. You know, and they took their pens and paper. Jesus, Jesus. You know, and Jesus signed. Every signature Jesus signed, according to your faith, be it unto you. Because you came with a headache, but you want an autograph. Some came to see what Jesus was wearing. Ah. Reminds you, right? <laughs> Let me see. I heard when Jesus was in Capernaum, he wore this really, really nice silk dress that had no seam. I want to see what he's wearing today. And so the person limps with his bad leg. So <laughs> It's true. Ah, Jesus wore that. Tell am telling you, well, man, just, just don't send me right now because I have issues to deal with. <laughs> he said, somebody touched me. One person in that crowd. I understand James, uh, Hebrews 4-2 better. He says, the same word that was preached unto us was preached unto them. But the word that was preached unto them did not profit them because it did not meet faith in their hearts when it got there. So you wonder, "Ah, I was trusting God for the same thing. How come she came and gave the testimony? It did not meet faith in their hearts when it got there. It's as simple as that. I like to say when fear knocks on the door of your heart, ask faith to open it. If faith will open the door of your heart when fear knocks, you will always stand in faith. Always stand in faith. Always stand in faith. (laughs) There was a story about the ten lepers. The ten lepers. Jesus said they should go show themselves to the priest. Ten lepers. A leper shouldn't even move close to a priest. You know, the man could have stopped and said, I'm a leper. I shouldn't be moving near the priest. Ah, Did Jesus know what he was saying? Doesn't he understand Old Testament law? You know, some of us like to think for Jesus. And we like to rationalize for Jesus. Amen. I said in second service, some of you are too educated. Your MBA is what is getting in your way. Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. Don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. Just go. Why? Why? Because on their way to the priest, they were healed. They took a step. They did something. The Holy Spirit says something to you. You see something in God's word and then your, your degree sets in. And uh, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. You know, I can imagine Peter probably had a PhD in fisheries. And Jesus said, cast your net for a catch. And he said, Lord, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. In fact, from my research, I have realized That you cannot catch anything when there are shadows over the waters. So Jesus, while I appreciate your goodwill and your good heart, let us not waste our time. We will come back here this evening. His PhD would have become over time, RIP. Because if you don't catch anything consistently... You will forget your degree. (laughs) Listen to what God is saying. Do something. So what did Jesus see in these instances that I just gave us? He saw their corresponding action. He saw their faith. He saw something they were willing to do or something they did that was consistent with his word. Oxygen is not just about taking in God's word and studying God's word. It's about doing something. Doing something this week, I pray someone will do something in Jesus' name. What are the components of faith? Components of faith. James two seventeen is telling us: even faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. What you believe needs to begin to constrain your life. You see, because as a man thinketh, so is he. Proverbs twenty three the seventh verse. If if I give all of us here read you know, um, eyeglasses with red lens. You would all think this suit was red, isn't it? Why? Because the lens through which you're seeing is red. Everything will look red. And what God is saying is, you need to put on what I'm putting on that you can see what I'm seeing. Otherwise, we're seeing different things. Components of corresponding action. Number one component of corresponding action is your thought life. Your thought life your thought life. Listen, before I say that, let me go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, where God was saying, uh, be thou strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that is written in the word. He says, be strong and courageous. You need discipline. You might as well add this to the list. You need discipline to take corresponding action. It takes a disciplined man to decide to live his life by the word of God, to decide to make this First priority. I was saying in second service, how many at times in school then you would put your feet in a bucket of water just so you could stay awake. This word I need to study it. This is my life, and you you do all sorts of strange things. You would read standing, 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 standing. I remember when I started to understand the the idea of spiritual exercise, spiritual exercise, praying in tongues and stuff like that, you know, and I would hear people did all sorts of interesting things. I got my friends together. I said, we're going to pray in the spirit. We're going to pray in the spirit all night. And we were doing that about 10 hours. We were praying in the spirit. We didn't stop once to take a break. We didn't stop once to take a prayer point. Now, that was intense spiritual exercise. That took discipline. Uh, 2 Timothy 2, the 4th verse, uh, uh, Paul was saying that no man who has been enlisted into service entangles himself with civilian affairs or affairs of everyday life. Enough of this gossiping, talking, gisting, things that have no definition nor time frame. Facebooking. I say it's funny how people will put a picture on Facebook and then you are checking who likes the picture. That like, And your self-esteem is tied to it. Such that when nobody likes it, you get worried. You can't even work. How come nobody liked this picture? Is something wrong with this picture. I said I saw a picture on Facebook recently. Someone said nice. I said you're a liar. (laughs) There's no way that is a nice picture. No way. And then you see, you see, lol. Thanks. At Kunle, God bless you. At Tunde, where have you been? I've been looking for you. At Wale, it's so nice to see you here. You, you Facebook your life. And then at night, you get home, you're so tired. ah, which word can I oh Father, anywhere, as I just opened this Bible, anywhere that you play lottery, one day you open it, you say war unto you. <laughs> Honestly, God will send you that word one day if you continue like this. All your data plan is gone. You didn't go to Bible Gateway once. You're on Twitter, Facebook, Diaspora. Uh, tell me. Ah, you know them. You know them. Instagram, everything, Graham. You are everywhere. I don't even need to ask what's going on with you. I just check your profile. Sunday is in the toilet right now. Soon they just checked in into the toilet. Checking everywhere. The whole world must know where you are. The day God helps you, you go to Dubai, checking into get over it. Say discipline, discipline, discipline. Don't don't get over those things. It's good to be on Facebook. By all means, go on Facebook and like the Elevation Church, of course. amen but seriously give some attention to the word give some attention to the word give some attention to the word so i said the first component of corresponding action your thought life your thought life needs to be consistent with what you're believing God for. God has given us the ability to cast down imaginations. Second Corinthians chapter 10, the fourth verse, is casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God has given you that capacity. He wouldn't say to you to cast down imaginations if you didn't have the capacity to cast down imaginations. In uh, Psalm 1 that I read there, where it says that he he delights in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night. The word meditate there. Sorry, is the word imagine. That is the same word in Psalm chapter 2 verse 1 where he asks why the heathen imagine a vain thing. So the heathen are imagining vain things. Do you know, listen to me. Do you know some people right now as I speak are sat in different parts of the world imagining how to kill people? Do you agree? Looking for new ways to kill people. It's some... Those are directors of strategy. Just, that's their job. You also need to get to the point where you are emotionally connected and engaged with the word. Emotionally. Emotionally. You've, you've, you've meditated on this word so much that you start to display or that you start to react like you would if it were in your hands. I was sharing how I'd been trusting God for something, and recently I was in the place of prayer with some other people, and I saw myself rejoicing and actually started to cry physically in thanksgiving. Now, was I holding it in my hands? No. But I've I've engaged that word so much, so much that that, that my emotions have locked into it. Your thoughts, your thoughts, your thought life is corresponding action. You need to start aligning yourself and imagining yourself walking in God's promises. Number two, your words. Your words. In Genesis chapter 11, something very interesting happened. The Bible says that there was only one language on the face of the earth. And then the people in that day said to themselves, you know what? Let us build a tower that will reach up into the heavens. And then God says, that's interesting. He said, that mustn't happen. So what am I going to do? I'm going to come down to the earth and I'm going to confuse their language. Otherwise, there's nothing they would imagine to do that would be impossible for them. The devil is doing the same thing in our day, looking to confuse your language. What you say must be consistent with what God's word is saying. Second Corinthians 4 and the 13th verse. Remember, we have the same spirit of faith as it, according as it's written. Uh, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. We believe and therefore we speak. We speak what we believe. What you speak has to be what you believe. The Bible says the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let him not think he will receive anything of the Lord. He's unstable in all of his ways. He's double-minded. He's thinking one thing, saying something else, doing something else, praying something else. Number three, lastly, your actions. This week, someone needs to take a step. Someone needs to take a step. Someone needs to take a step. God has called you into sales. Start selling. The problem, the problem with sales is you don't sell until you've sold. Hmm. I know some, of, some people are studying it and doing feasibility study, and they're trying to find out how it sells. Uh, while you are finding out, start selling. Start doing something. A salesman is a man who sells. Not a man who is studying about selling. Start doing something. You've you've sat at that place too long. Ask yourself, ask the Holy Spirit this week. What can I do to take this faith project one step forward? What can I do to go beyond this place? What corresponding action can I give to this thing? The Lord may impress it upon someone's heart to call someone up. He may impress it on your heart to just sit somewhere. Your your heart has to be ready. It has to be ready. You go into a building and the Holy Spirit says, just wait here. Don't be intimidated. Don't say, ah, no, only, only all barons come in here. No, no, just stay. There are some things you don't pay any price for. When I was talking about thoughts, you should at least be able to imagine yourself living a good life. There's no price to be paid for it. No price. No price. Some of us dream that we're in a private jet. And then you say, ah, (laughs) no, ah, Lord, no. (laughs) No, ah, no. (laughs) Dream, oh, you've not seen it. What does it hurt to dream that you are in a private jet? What does it hurt? Do you know the fullness of God's plans for you? No. You can be here today, listen to me, and be flying your jet next year. And all you pushed was the word of God. No drugs. <laughs> Amen. And for your information, not only drug barons drive nice cars. You probably thought so. And so you curse the person who splashed water on you. Nah. I like quoting the Bible say, Jeep calleth unto Jeep. Amen. Mm -hmm. So when I see a nice Jeep, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Mine is in the spirit. Mine is in the womb. It's coming. Help this man maintain his Jeep. See, when mine comes, it will be the latest edition. You understand that? Learn to dream, learn to, learn to say the right things, learn to do the right things. I, I need you to just bow your head in prayer right now. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me. I, I, need, I, need, I need to know what to do next about this. I need to know what to do next about this. Help me give corresponding action to this project. I need to know what to do about this. I need to know there's someone here you are stuck this person is an architect you are stuck on a project and it hasn't moved for quite a while now I, I believe that even in this week the Holy Spirit is going to impress something in your heart there's a log jam of sorts this person is an architect I believe